0: Hello, this is Nick Brown, Editor-in-Chief of Archives of Disease and Childhood. Welcome to the December Atoms. Evolution. I've always had a fear, and I accept it might be irrational, of becoming fixed in any set way of thinking. The that's how it dones, it's done stance. Practices from 25 years ago now looked at affectionately as historical fascinomas, and the same will be true in due course of what we do now. We do our best in the confines of the present our immediate philosophical environment, but we embrace new evidence, adapt accordingly, and evolve. In a metaphorical, and in one case literal, sense, this month's issue, as well as seeing the return of the full drugs and therapeutics section, provides several case studies in evolution. Case analysis. Clinical practice, like any other science, is enhanced by absorbing ideas from other specialties. The aviation industry, so often the progenitor of novel ideas, is now influencing medicine again, with yet another idea, gaze analysis. The technique taught trainee pilots, the central premise of which is that assessment can be improved by training to look the way that experts do, is a subject of both an original research piece and editorial this month. In McNaughton and Colleague's study, my editor's choice, trainees' gaze patterns were compared to those of PICU consultants. They found that the latter had greater fixation, in other words, visits, rates, and dwell times, which is duration of fixation, on the patients themselves, the chest and the airway in particular, than their less experienced counterparts, and were less focused on monitor parameters. This suggests that some aspects of traditional resuscitation training need to be rethought and perhaps retaught. Global Child Health, treating tuberculosis in malnutrition, TB is even when straightforward complicated to treat there are so many factors to take into account including compliance contact tracing drug resistance and coinfection given that most children globally with TB live in areas with a high undernutrition burden consideration of the pharmacokinetics and pharmacodynamics of standard drugs are additionally important factors Oshiko's erudite explanation of these factors in the global health section helped demystify the area though there's drug to drug variability the authors conclude that the safest approach is to reduce the dose according to the degree of undernutrition and to increase once recovery has started. Infer that these calculations need to be incorporated into standard guidance, such as the WHO flowcharts. Suspected meningitis. As a result of routine pneumococcal, haemophilus and meningococcal B vaccination in the UK, bacterial meningitis is becoming rarer. And was supplanted some time ago numerically by enteroviral infections. That should not mean, however, that the eye is taken off the ball in children admitted with typical symptoms. Ramasamy and colleagues assessed time to administration of antibiotics and lumbar puncture in 388 children in three tertiary hospitals and found median times of 3.1 and 4.8 hours from initial assessment, respectively. What do we take from this? I think there are three or four lessons. Firstly, in the case of genuine bacterial infections where delay influences outcome, this is rather slow. This probably reflects the machinations and rather stretched staffing of overburdened paediatric emergency departments, assessment units and wards. It might also be compounded by the fact that trainees are less confident at undertaking LPs in the post-vaccine era. In the past, of course, a typical night on call would have involved two or three lumbar punctures independently every night, but might now be no more than one a month. Secondly, the CSF itself is underused diagnostically. PCR is a highly sensitive tool in ruling out bacterial and ruling in entroviral infection. A positive in the latter test, of course, means cessation of antibiotic treatment and clinical stability otherwise providing an earlier discharge. Finally, there is no mention of concurrent steroid treatment, which suggests it is yet to become part of automatic treatment. In short, the study flags a number of could-do-better areas, which Lissauer's very pragmatic training viewpoint editorial also identifies. <laughs> Predicting respiratory admissions in cerebral palsy Are the frequent, often prolonged episodes of respiratory illness-associated admission in children with complicated cerebral palsy preventable? Blackmore and colleagues' cohort study in Western Australia certainly provide some clues. In their group of almost 500 children aged 1 to 26 years, 55 were admitted at least once over the three-year study period. The non-modifiable grade of cerebral palsy by GMFCS was the strongest individual predictor, but they identified several potentially modifiable factors within this group. Presence of geo-reflux, an incident rate ratio of 3, or a motor dysfunction, an IRR of 6.4, and regular snoring, as a marker of course of upper airway obstruction, an IRR of 3.7 all of which were independent predictors. These areas, therefore, should form the focus of any routine follow-up check in children with CP, and suggest that speech and language expertise could be better used. Opiate analgesia. In the wake of a number of serious adverse events in babies whose mothers were taking codeine for analgesia, the main regulatory bodies, the FDA, EMA and MHRA, advised against its use in breastfeeding mothers and post-tonsillectomy. Though there are genetically higher risk groups, for example those with a CYP2D6 genotype, there's no facility to universally screen for these, and attention and concern shifted to other opiates. Palmer reviews the literature and metabolism of tramadol, an excellent analgesic which has itself come under scrutiny. The paper concludes that appropriate use is not only safe but prevents the alternatives, the switch to other opioids, or the early cessation of breastfeeding as a result of inadequate pain control. I hope you find these articles as stimulating as I do, as well as the rest of the journal. Please check out the website as well on adc.bmj.com.